Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is available now on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ahoy there, matey. That was weird. Welcome to Jedi Council. Today we're talking Ryan Jensen and a game plan. Johnny Fabs wants a holiday special. And what does Chewie think of the Ben Demption? We're going deep here on Collider Jedi Council. I want to know who Ryan Jansen is. Ryan Jansen. Ryan Jansen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Collider Jedi Council. It's the Star Wars show we do here every week for you guys. And before we get into our show today with a very special guest, I want to let you guys know if you've been watching Collider Live, you're already aware of this, or any other show here, you're aware of it. 
Or if you watched Mark Fernandez two weeks ago teasing, we have a very special uh, sponsorship partnership with Heroes and Villains. Heroes and Villains, if you see my hat, or Ken, look at this getup that Ken's got on. He's got the hat. He's got the shirt. He is decked out in Star Wars gear, and it is all because of our new sponsorship with Heroes and and villains really excited to be involved with them because like uh, you saw Roxy Stryer with the amazing jacket on and and Josh McCuga there's so much cool stuff over there if you go on over to heroesvillains.com and if you want to save 15% off of the order you go on over there and you put in Jedi 15 Jedi 15 and you will get 15% off of your purchase so go ahead and do that thank you again to uh, heroes and villains heroes villains Dot com. But we're not here to just talk about that today. We're about to talk about Star Wars. And Ken, what do we got going on today in the world of movie news? Tell we us got, about our guest. Yeah, we got movie news with a special guest. J.C. Reifenberg is here. How are you doing, J.C.? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you for having me. You are known around these parts as a proprietor of sorts. You're a wuher of uh, Hollywood. Uh, you uh, are a the scum and villainy cantina, a fandom-themed bar here in Hollywood that I uh, attend quite a, quite a lot. I love your tater tots. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm quite proud of those tater tots. <laughs> so it's good to have you here on Jedi Council. Man. Thanks. It's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. I, I like your shirt. That's good, sir. right? Uh, JC, tell me a little bit about that before we get into it. I want to learn. I mean, for those people who... How many... Scum and Villainies, is the only one? Is it in Los Angeles? Do you have a couple different locations? Uh, right now, we only have one in L.A. on Hollywood Boulevard. Have you been looking into expanding or waiting to see? Um, I've, I've dipped my toe in the water here and there, yeah. looking at a couple of different options. So if people are coming into Los Angeles and they're, like you said, to celebrate fandom and that's what your, your establishment's all about, what should they know about, why should they, if they're, if they are, they're watching this show, they're, they're big, uh, they're big movie fans in general, why is your destination the place to go? Um, because it's the only spot where you can, re- well, one of the only spots where you can go and just be excited and geek out about the things you love. So the same way that sports fans every Sunday can congregate and go to any number of a million sports bars in L.A. and wear their costumes for the team that they love and uh, share statistics and things about their sports teams, that's what Scum and Villainy is every day for everything from the latest Star Wars rumors to, you know, hot take on Avengers Endgame that nobody knows about or in you know anything in between so it's like comic-con every day yes exactly it. it's, it's the right. yeah it's the after comic-con bar yeah. but every, every single day, day of the week amazing uh i still i have not been yet i need yeah. to go I, I we were supposed to go i guess when you guys were doing the opening i didn't have a chance to family stuff but i would love to go and you're gonna you've been you're gonna I, drag I, go me to per, go. I go all the time it's, okay. it's now it started as a pop-up when i was there the, i think the second night i got like a little coin and i got a pint glass i still yeah. drink out of <laughs> uh but then it, it became a regular thing it, it's a regular bar uh fat man on batman kept Smith and Mark Bernardin um, uh, do their show out of there, and it's a, just a spot to, to hang out. I, I go there a lot to meet Scrimshaw, Nathan Hamill, a lot of friends like that. Yeah, and if you went like you did very early, I mean, it's definitely evolved. Oh, as, yeah. as we've grown, we've definitely gotten more nerdy and, and catered even more to the types of things that, that nerds like us want. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It, it's gotten better and better and better. The tater tots have always been high on my list. Uh, <laughs> every, tater tots, every year, Alex from Star Wars Explained hosts yeah. a little meetup there with a lot of folks. Eckert's Ladder. Well, the Steel Wars did one, too. Uh, Steel Wars was yeah. there. Yeah, Hello Steel's Greedo. been there a couple That's times. That's where I saw Hello Greedo's real face was at Steel. That was Bill. the second time I was supposed to go. Was that Steel yeah. had invited me a couple times. To, and uh, I'm a really big fan of Steel. And he's invited me to a few of those. And I just it's just hard for me to get there. But uh, I do want to have heard nothing but amazing things. And thank you so much for joining us today talk some star wars stuff oh yeah i can't wait all right let's do it let's get into star wars movie news ken what's going on in the world of the uh, the movie news in the movie news what's going on is uh maybe what's not going on or what's oh. being delayed and and again we're in this weird this this news cycle dipping down as we as we're getting ready i mean we're not too far from what we think might be the rise of skywalker full trailer and getting more information mandalorian stuff's popping up more and more uh but this popped up while promoting knives out because because again if you've worked on star wars and you go promote anything else you're going to get a Star Wars question and Knives Out director, writer Ryan Johnson, of course the movie getting rave reviews right now out of uh, some of the early festival screenings, uh, said uh, was asked about his proposed or supposed or alleged project and the future of it and he just said simply the truth is they're still figuring out their schedule their game plan so if it's possible for me to squeeze in another film before or while working on that one I will. So, you know, we don't have any official official news. The idea behind, uh, you know, Benny Offenweiss doing three, him doing three, all that stuff's never, you know, been confirmed. And the Ryan stuff was, at least it was officially announced. Uh, but things have changed, Christian. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kind of waiting to see where it all falls into place. I think that's exactly right. I think they're waiting to see what's going to happen. But this doesn't mean, A, that it's canceled. It doesn't mean – look, if you believe – and you should. Everything that right now, their structure that they've put in motion, television show this year, television show next year, we don't get a movie until 2022, 2024, and then 2026. If you believe that particular schedule, that's the way it's going to stay, mm-hmm. then Ryan Johnson's not doing another movie until 2028. <laughs> so why would you be working on a movie so much? Yeah. Now, there's also ways they say, well, no, Ryan's come up with his vision. He can figure a way to do this that we can do. 2022 2023 and and bring it back every year i don't see that happening at the moment i see i i think that you're going to hear less and less about ryan johnson stuff too because i think that ryan johnson knives out getting great uh, reviews so far a lot of word of mouth i think he's going to stay away from the star wars stuff for a little bit and focus in on other things um but yeah, that's just kind of my opinion on it. JC, what do you say? I mean, I think, and I think Bob Iger said it not too long ago, is uh, Star Wars works best as an event. And I don't think that Star Wars works every year as a giant event. You can't have, it, like, there's just too much of it. Like, you can't get so excited. There's something about thirsting for that big event movie that's only once every two years, once every three years, that really gets the hype at fever pitch and now with disney plus you can kind of like keep the beast hungry without (laughs) without you know shoving it down everybody's throat and then every other year you get these giant tent pole earth shattering this is going to change star wars moments and i think fans will react to that a lot better than just like hey here's a movie here's a movie here's a movie here's a movie it's funny i want to argue against that but i can't because the problem was the stuff that came out so far hasn't been like because I I do think that the flip side to that is if the movies that they had put out if Solo if 
Last Jedi, if The Force Awakens would have been received as well as, say, like Empire Strikes Back, which is not an easy task in general. <laughs> but if they did that, if there were movies that just hit boom, 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 and they were just solid, people would want them every year look at what Marvel has done, and, and excitement is still there. But I agree with you. I think that because there's half-fan reaction that love and half-fan that doesn't, that it's take a break, focus on your, your streaming service, Get those shows popular, extend the characters out, and then, because you're right, uh, episode nine right now, people are pumped to see because it's been two years since we've gotten a, a saga film. Well, and also a little bit different than Marvel is you're creating the character of Cassian Andor and introducing him, Jin Erso. Like a lot of the Marvel movies work because these characters have existed in different mediums for 50, 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. So you have a fam- familiarity with who Captain America is as you follow him. It's almost like different veins where Star Wars is like one just giant tube where everything kind of funnels through, where Marvel kind of splinters everywhere and then it's exciting to see it come back together. Yeah, they serialized it. Totally. I agree. Ken, what do you you make of all this? Uh, I I don't make much and I don't mean that negative or positive. Just like I'm just... I think we're all waiting to see. I think the decision to give Ryan Johnson the trilogy... Uh, was kind of a knee-jerk reaction to Ryan uh, or, or J.J. coming back to nine after Trevorrow left, and, and maybe they just, all right, you're going to do that and go figure it out, and we'll, and we'll still figure it out. And I think, I absolutely think uh, the solo situation changed a lot. Uh, Bob Iger has said as much. So the idea of we got three, you got three, everyone's got three movies has absolutely changed, and I still think this, this project will see the light of day just someday. Someday soon, and, and again, they they built in this window this till twenty twenty two. Well, it's in development. It's just it's just openly right. in public in development because there are <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, there yeah. are, we were just talking about this off air. Is that there's so much stuff in Lucasfilm right now that's in development that we don't know about, but it's yeah. in development. And when they're ready, they're going to release information to say now we're getting serious. Because like for example, Obi Wan, it's been in development forever, and they're ready to release it forever. But the time was right to do it at D twenty three, right? So they did. This is the same thing. However, it's out in the public already, yeah. so it's in development. And when yeah. it's ready, they'll they'll let it go. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot more to come with this, and I also want to see what's going to happen with Disney Plus. But you make you know you're right about Solo with Bob Iger. Yeah. It's that before Solo came out, Star Wars was impervious. It, it, it just you you it never lost. Every time you put out, it just made money, made money. It was the first one that went. Oh wait, it's 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 not. Right. It, it can it has a weakness and I think that you're right you start to if you're an executive you say oh anything we put out with Star Wars is going to make money oh wait it didn't okay let's hold back yeah I think you make a good point this is what a good CEO would do Just absolutely let's, let's, let's look around look yeah. around alright what's next alright coming up uh, this next story here uh, we got this as the additional main stories not necessarily direct movie news stuff but uh, John Favreau was uh, speaking with a friend of the show Ash Crossing and uh, you know we hear a lot. There's a lot of references, a lot of things coming up in the Mandalorian that we've already seen. Boba Fett's weapon uh, from the holiday special is in the Mandalorian, and he was asked about that, and he said, "Favre says I was the one who was bringing the holiday special to the table. That's my generation. I love the holiday special, certain sequences more than others, but I love the introduction of Boba Fett and that rifle that he had. That animated piece still holds up. It's pretty cool." I draw inspiration from that. So, uh, you know, uh, on Disney Plus, there's a room for a fun, schlocky wink and a nudge 
holiday special? Uh, let's pull back on that for a second and go to the fact that I love the holiday special. No one has ever said that before. <laughs> well, George Lucas hates the, the holiday special. He doesn't. You, you love it? Uh, I mean, if you, he's, he's been on record before he's not been a big prequel fan. How, yeah. do, you, how, do, you love, how do you love the Star Wars uh, holiday special <laughs> and not the prequels? Um, but I think he probably appreciates the special. Maybe may the better word. I don't know. I have to ask Favreau. But um, he likes the commercials in between. <laughs> the, right, right. In between it, is there room for a holiday special? I mean, I think that depending on how it's done, if it's animated, they do it in a certain way. They they could do a holiday special. It's just I don't know if we need it. I mean, people celebrate Life Day on Earth now yeah, right, every right. Yeah. November or December if you're not doing it quite right. So, like, why not? Why not? Like, if John Favreau pushes it. I'm yeah. sure they'll do it. I think he's probably just having fun with people. I, though. I think you're probably I, right. I think you're right. I think that's a great point. Life Day is a thing, like you said, celebrated in the fandom. You might have an event at your location. A podcast do it's a Life Day celebrate. That that is the holiday special that directly comes from it. So yeah. there's a legacy there, you know. And at the time I got to interview Carrie Fisher, she busted out the Life Day song. Forty years later, it was in her brain. So there's a lot of things there. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at Lumpy behind us here. Uh, <laughs> is it Lumpy Cannon? Uh, he is right. Lumpy is Cannon. Yeah. He's now more just referred to as Walru, I believe, right. from uh, the aftermath stuff. But I, I guess my bigger question is with Disney Plus are. Are we open to the idea of once some of the, the shows come out, The Mandalorian, yeah. of just having fun with Star Wars in a half-hour chunk of time with something kind of fun and silly? I think the answer to that is yes. I think that you're right, though. I think you need to set stone and put The Mandalorian out there, get Cassian out there. Right. And because if you, even, even a show like Resistance, right? Because Resistance is, is goofy at times, and yeah. it's some serious yeah. at times, too. But yeah. it's, that is absolutely geared more towards the younger Generation, so I think there's room for it, and it goes back to the same thing we said a million times over. Yeah. We and we still and Star Wars fans still are very protective over everything. Um, that when you when you look at it back in the day when we thought that that was all we were getting with the prequels, everybody was so mad. That was the last thing we're ever going to see. And now everybody, I I don't know if I told you this. I watched uh, the Phantom Menace again with my daughter recently okay. today, yeah. and I have even more of an appreciation now because I watched it through her eyes. Right, right. I mm-hmm. watched it and I realized, and Lucas has said it many times, these are for children, these particular movies, right? And right. I watched it as my eight-year-old was watching with this big grin on her face, and I started to watch it like a Clone Wars episode or a Rebels episode, and I started to appreciate it a lot more. Can the same be done for the Christmas special? I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> Seth Green did Star Wars Detours yeah. that people have seen bits and pieces of. That if you took kind of that same team or that kind of same mentality, it may work really, really well. Yeah, yeah, it could. Well, um, that, that's it's the part of the of Star Wars fandom uh, that I, I think, and in, in, in these trying times, that has, has faded away. Of it, it's a shared joke between your friends in high school. Some of the bad quotes, even from the original trilogy, like some of the little weird moments. It's fun celebrating. The silliness of this space saga, uh, and that's why I think stuff like Family Guy works. It's out of love that they do the parody, the robot chicken stuff in the same team. Right. You know, Palpatine getting the phone call from Vader is still one of my favorite Star Wars moments. So I, I think sometimes even someone like me, who, who obviously clearly loves this stuff, can get can get offended at uh, defensive too at, at someone poking fun. Where it's like, no, this is this is. Pretty silly, yeah. too. Even George, as we're going to talk later, uh, in Special Editions, added the bump sound effect of that Stormtrooper <laughs> yeah. because he was leaning into the fun of it. So, right. Well, speaking of detours yeah. and speaking of Palpatine Invader, mm-hmm. I never knew this existed. You know when you go through Facebook videos and then you just go through the rabbit hole, there's all these oh, videos yeah. that pop up? Yeah. 
Have you guys seen the video of sorry, Adam, uh, the of Palpatine and Vader having a conversation? But it's it's from New Hope, and they somebody I don't know who did it, yeah. but Vader comes in and he's in the he's in the room that he was having with all, but there's no one in there, and he, and he's having a conversation. He tells. Palpatine that Obi-Wan is dead, that he's finally killed him. And then he talks about the rebellion. And then he talks about it. And it sounds exactly like James Earl really? Jones. It sounds like Palpatine. I just seen it for the first time. Have you seen this thing yet? I, I don't think I, I have. I think I saw it pop up, okay. but like I didn't actually get to watch the watch video. Watch it. It's, it's, I didn't know what to expect either, but it seems, like it's, it seems like it's in the movie. It seems like it's just a shot from the movie that they never put in, and it clearly isn't. It's fan-made. And the other one that I haven't finished watching yet that someone sent me was Kylo Ren versus Vader. Have you seen this one yet? Uh, Another fan I, film. I, I, I saw it going around. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I generally. I know you're not a big the, fan yeah, I don't film click guy. On them mostly, but sometimes they'll this was good. Autoplay. From and what I've seen yeah. so far, I went meant yeah. so much so that I want to go back to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Is it just a dream fight scenario? I and, don't know yet because uh, from where I'm at, it's 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 on. It looks like it's on Star Killer Base. It looks okay. like it. Is. I might be wrong, but um. He, he Kylo comes out and it's a clash between him and, and Vader calls him Ben and then they they start to get down to the lightsaber fight. That's where I'm at. So those are those <laughs> are two. Okay. You'll find yeah. out later. Well, the other great one is the one I think that was called Scene 38, which was the updated Obi Wan Kenobi oh, Darth yes. Vader oh, yes. from yeah, yeah. A New right. Hope, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. incredible. That was yeah. really good. And I was like, can they add this into the special? Edition? <laughs> this is what I like to see in the special editions. Yeah. Uh, all right, sorry about that little detour. No. What's next? Uh, detours. I like that. Good pun. Um, uh, speaking of, you said Star Wars Resistance. They managed to win a Saturn Award for Best Animated Series at the 45th uh, Annual uh, Saturn Awards. Saturn Awards have been around for 45 years. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're just handing out awards left and right. But uh, I do like this thing here. I do like this series. We're only going to get the second and final uh, a season uh, this year wraps it up after two years. Uh, uh, Christian, where are you at now with Resistance? You haven't had a chance to take the deep dive. No, right? I haven't. I, um, I, I really, from what I watched the first couple episodes, I, I enjoyed. I just never, it, it never hooked me the same way that Clone Wars and Rebels did. And I think that it's because of what I said. I think that I want to show my daughter. I'm going to try to watch it with her to see then if I can get myself into it again too. Because I think mm-hmm. she'll enjoy it. But no, I just didn't. I, it just didn't pop for me the same way. Not that it was bad. I I just didn't gravitate to it the way they did the other animated series. Did you watch it? I have not watched Resistance. Okay. Uh, I loved Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah. um, but that comes from a time period that I'm very familiar right. with, that I've spent a lot of time with. And Resistance, it feels like it's kind of sandwiched be- right up till episode eight, and like the timeline is a little... It just seems restrictive to mm-hmm. them. I, I never thought that they could had enough room to play there. Um, so I have not gotten to it yet. Ken, but you like the series. I really do. It, it's got some slapsticky stuff, um, and, and that can kind of not take you out of it, but it's, it, 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 it gives you this certain tone. But really, there's this serious tone underneath it of, uh, you know, uh, Jarek uh, Yeager's a war uh, veteran with some issues with the rebellion in, in his past, and uh, uh, the, the refugee thing with Kylo Ren. There's some very good stuff. I'm very curious to see what they can do. That trailer for season two is great. Okay. And where this will stand is just the two-year, two-season uh, you know, property within the Star Wars universe and what we can take from it, which is important because I, I think you know, there's going to be a lot more animated stuff coming. I think there's going to be animated stuff more really geared for children uh, and, and all that in that Star Wars buffet has to live. You, know? you right. have to decide if you want the salad today or the chicken tenders. I uh, see. Always you and food, and I get it. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't eat before I came here today. Makes sense. And I'm JC sure. gets here. Now I'm literally... Dreaming about the tater tots. Tater tots. <laughs> you sold me on these tater tots. They're, they're very. They're like 
schoolyard good. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah, takes you, you back to fourth grade. Yeah, a little good crunch, but oh, then it gets great. soft. You can put Toasty. the cheese on them too. Yeah. That's my latest thing is putting the cheese on top of everything. Right, I'm down for this. <laughs> okay. me, uh, is that everything in the movie news? Yeah, B. Grace and Van Williams sat in a corner one night just down like two trays of it. That's everything in movie news, Christian. Right. So now we're going to switch on over. You guys know the topic. We're going to talk about it. What's the deal with canon? Uh, everything in the world of Star Wars that connects to the movies, but is not necessarily the movies per se. Uh, Ken, there's some stuff going on in canon. What do we got? Yeah, this thing, the headline from, I'm trying to get the date on this, this, this week. The Mandalorian ads Game of Thrones star Natalie Tennant and comedian Bill Burr. That, 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 that's not new. <laughs> We've known that for a very long time. Bill Burr was in the trailer at Celebration. Natalie Tennant revealed that weeks ago. But hey. Natalie Tennant, though, in this show, she looks like she's supposed to be in this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's a Twi'lek, and then she's working with Bill Burr because he's in that shot. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I love some of those reveals. Just added. Uh, literally a long time he's ago. He's in the but, trailer. Bill Burr said some stuff on a podcast. I did want to talk about say? this. A couple say? places. Uh, I know the H3 podcast, he was talking about uh, how he got there, how Favreau just kind of pitched it to him. They were buddy. met. They, yeah. you know, they started working together. He was on that Chef Netflix show. But just uh, Bill Burr is... Not a Star Wars fan. He's gone out of his way yeah, to yeah. point that out. Um, and John Favreau was like, yeah, this would be kind of fun for your fans to actually be at it. And then he also described real in detail as best he could working in the volume, which is what, how Favreau's shooting the series, uh, insight into how it works as a performer, walking in. It's almost like VR. You're surrounded by everything uh the set you know yeah. it's not practical a lot of it so it was really interesting i don't know if you guys had a chance to no, check it out but it's yeah. out there but you know obviously we know that this news we've heard that these people are going to be in it but it's fun to see i mean and i uh, werner herzog by the way also not a star wars guy who cares yeah, he's like yeah. Yeah, yeah if you and, do and the you, job you, you do to. the job you don't i think need to. i think it's different when it comes to the director or the creator or the writer i'd like them to know what's going on in star yeah. wars yeah but i don't need the actors to be alec there. guinness wasn't a star wars <laughs> guy exactly and right. nobody's yeah. complaining yeah. about exactly him right. that's you true. know yeah. so that's true. Um, silly little thing i mean I, everything about the mandalorian works for me yeah. uh, i saw the i ran through the snow at star wars celebration to yeah. get in and watch the panel yeah. and like i just like wept the whole time, from every word out of Favreau's mouth and Filoni's mouth um, to every single casting announcement. Like you said, like yeah. even the people who uh, aren't s- outspoken Star Wars fans, they're still interesting. Like, oh, yeah. this guy's got got an would have an interesting take on this universe. And uh, like, I loved Rogue One, and when they brought uh, Tony Gilroy in, right? Yeah. He's he's like, oh, I don't like Star Wars, but like, I understand this story. Right? Um, I think he did a great job. So. I'm all in. Yeah, me too. And I, I, but you know what's funny? Even though Ken, they, they, I didn't realize that Natalie was the Twilight, and now that she is, because they do show yeah. her in, in the. Yeah, yeah. And I think Brit, she Brit. tweeted it out a couple weeks ago, okay. and it didn't okay. immediately jump out. Even for me, as a Game of Thrones now. I loved her in that she's show. She's obviously big in the Harry mm. Potter series, yeah. and also about a boy. Uh, she's right. great in that. Um, you know, I totally forgot she was in Harry Potter, but now that you say yeah. it, I'm like, yep, she absolutely wasn't. She was, yeah. and she was, she was evil. Yeah, um, but she, yeah, man, I'm I'm digging her uh, the, the cast. I'm digging the casting in general in this show, uh, and we're not too far away from it. We're like what a month and a half from the we're debut. Getting there. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. me there! I cannot wait. I'm excited. I'm I, again. I know. I'm. I'm. I think I'm more excited for the Mandalorian than Episode Nine. And that's nothing against Episode Nine. The buzz around the bar is a lot more Mandalorian yeah. than Episode Nine. Yeah. I would imagine so at a bar. 
I would imagine <laughs> yeah. that this. I got to come to this bar. So that's all people are talking about is the Mandalorian and, and Episode Nine. I got to be there. I, gotta go there. <laughs> I really got to go. Um, <laughs> all right. So is that everything? That can't be everything in canon. We have a big story in canon, uh, whether that's yeah. rumor yeah. or not. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Let's go into, go into rumor it. mill mode. Yeah. This means we have no idea, true or not. We don't know, but we think we should talk about it because it's a conversation piece. A rumor going around this week that a spinoff of Solo is planned for Disney Plus. Because of course, why not? Uh, they've been talking about Disney Plus. Every idea in the world's have been thrown around there, but it does make some sort of sense. Uh, I'm not hearing anything that makes me think this is true, but I'm not hearing anything that makes me think this is false, Christian. Right. Uh, I agree with you. I think that there's. I haven't heard any confirmation or anything along those lines, but it does make sense, and it also makes sense on a business side because when you sign people up to do these movies now, you sign them to longer contracts. So you have a lot of people inside of this that are contracted out does that transfer over to a disney plus series depending on how many hours i don't think you see an alden aaron reich in this movie or, or in this show if it happens or uh, donald glover but i do think that amelia clark would be a very uh a good get to put in this show and not because right now we've got cassie and andor okay we've got uh, the mandalorian and obi-wan we don't have a female-led uh show yet and amelia clark khaleesi yeah. Coming off, and they're already doing a lot of Game of Thrones casting. You could do this, and you could do it right, and you could also, it would make sense to continue off solo and not be solo, and you involve Crimson Dawn. And you can also, that's where you fit in Darth Maul, because Darth Maul is not showing up in Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have him in, if you have Crimson Dawn, and you have him as his part, like as the continuation leading up to why he gets pissed off to go look for Obi Wan leading into Rebels. I think that makes sense. How do you feel about it? Jason? I mean, you just sold me. Like, I read this earlier, and it's like, eh. But, I mean, your pitch just sold me. And I wonder if this is the sort of thing where they're just putting it out there to see what the reaction is. Like, you know, Solo's, <laughs> Solo's running on Netflix, so people who maybe didn't go and see it are discovering it. And yeah. it's kind of a fun movie. You know, I know it didn't do very well, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, so maybe somebody leaks this out and sees what people like us talk about, right. and then if it if it gets some traction, they're like, okay, let's run with this. Well, but yeah, I think even yeah. in that report, it said that it probably would go around the lines like that. That's where they would want to go with it, um, because and I think that Jason over at making Star Wars had said a while ago there was supposed to be this most Eisley uh, thing, and then some people think maybe that was condensed into putting this series, you know, and and because that's what they did with Obi Wan, right? Because making the uh, excuse me, the um, Moss Cantina was supposed to be a potential movie, is what yeah, the, the yeah, rumor yeah. was. Yeah, rumor, well, it's yeah. also in Mandalorian. Like, yeah. it's in that first I, teaser. I think right. they're using a lot of the same sets for budgetary reasons. Maybe uh, so. Yeah. But, um, but if you could use it yeah. all, because remember, there was a Boba Fett movie that was in development. They were going to announce it, and and, uh, we were, and we were supposed to have a director on it, and it just, last minute, they canceled it. Okay? Yeah. so that But that script is out there somewhere, so they could take elements of that. The Obi-Wan movie, it was mm. a script. It was The movie was going to be announced. It was coming out. They took that, and they turned it. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy said as much, and they turned it into a series. Um, so they can do the same exact thing, plus if there were ideas that they had for the solo spinoff, because they set it up at the end of that movie that yeah. there's more to come with Darth Maul and Kira. Yeah, that's the series I want to see. That's the series that you can really go underground with, and you don't have to evolve solo in it at all. At all, mm-hmm. you could bring him in here and there if you wanted to, but not necessary. 
Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by this idea. You know, the fine folks of the Resistance Broadcast had the Make Solo 2 uh, happen uh, hashtag going around. They've got T-shirts and everything, and, and you know, Swatomo has them and everything. Like, people are – John Kazan tweeted about it. It's a very positive idea that people are trying to make it happen. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, on the small screen, even though you're getting you and McGregor and you're going big and Amelia Clark works, I just get the sense that Donald Glover probably wouldn't gonna want to revisit. I have no thoughts. You know, right. and no, no one's telling me that just – and same with Alden. He's an actor, and yeah. I don't know if he, he might be done, but contractually he contractually might be. Contractually is what I'm saying, um, yeah. But Amelia, this is her arena, and and what a great – and this isn't the first time we've heard of a Kira and Maul series. You right. know? I make the joke only because it's like we've been joking about all these things in development, and some are, some aren't. You know, There's some show rumor ideas we, we've been hearing that no one's even touched upon that, that could happen, and, and, or, or none of it could happen. Uh, but I love the idea of a Kira-led series. Well, it's also, you know, with for how much fan service Solo had in it and how many references to the old EU and yeah. everything, mm-hmm. it'd be a great spot to rope in some of the Shadows of the Empire stuff from back in the day with Princhizor and Black Sun yeah, right, and all right. of that stuff Excellent, yeah. that that people my age have a huge affinity for because mm-hmm. um, that was pre-prequels where it was just like, oh my god, they did a soundtrack for a Star Wars comic <laughs> and video game. Um, I think that would be really cool. I agree yeah. with you. I think I'll that would be people. a lot of fun to see. But, you know, the other thing that we have to also remember is that, like we said before, with the timeline, right? 2019, you get Mandalorian. Uh, as far as television goes, 2020, you get Obi-Wan and Cassian. And then when does Mandalorian Season 2 come? Does that come next year also, or is that 2021? It's like there's a lot of TV coming. So yeah. they don't necessarily have to throw any more shows at us yet. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that they can't announce stuff. Well, also, I, I, we know that there's always going to be a lot of things in development and things come and go. Um, but, you know, much like with the movies... Let's make sure Mandalorian does well. Let's right. make sure Cassian right. and Kenobi do well, and then a whole swath of new shows show up. That'd be great. That's so. right. Okay, is that everything in the world of canon? Uh, we got a couple notes about the comics coming yes. out. Uh, the I finally got a chance to read the Snoke comic oh, last yeah. week. It's, and? Uh, it's really good. Did a deep dive on Force Center, but uh, I know a lot of people uh, wanted the Snoke is Palpatine theory is popular. I got it. I don't think that's what's going on. Uh, I, I think if you want to look for it, that's what you can find there. But I don't think that's it. But it's very, it's very interesting. It's very it, 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 the the relationship between Kylo and Snoke. Um, there's a lot there, and I hope they mine it in other material. Um, but we got the one of Ray and, and Leia and the Power of Hope coming up in the New Age of Resistance. We got the Age of Resist- Resistance Rose Tico focusing on Rose and Paige. That's out this week. Uh, are you keeping up with the comics, JC? I am not. It's there too. There's just too much. Too yeah. many all of the them. time. So did yeah. you did you see? And this is again. It was going around. People now say it's fake, but it's still interesting. Did you see that doll of Ray? That with the with the clone with the uh, hand oh, with I, the I, yeah, yeah, yeah Luke's yeah, hand yeah Luke's head yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I mean I don't know if that's BS or not I think there probably is I did, but I didn't would click be on it much but yeah yeah, yeah. It, I saw yeah. The, the photo yeah. yeah all right let's move on over and let's get to some uh, uh, well no whoop. one more thing Sorry. one more thing uh, we want to promo this because it's our friend Jamie Stangroom I talked about it a little bit up top but finally he is dropping his documentary of uh, the Empire Strikes Door which is his fun cheeky very British uh, <laughs> look at the most 
famous gaffe in Star Wars history, which Lucas leaned into uh, in the uh, special edition re-releases. Uh, he's got uh, a couple <laughs> actors, one who passed away, but a couple actors claiming that they're it. There's no real good records of the time there. Uh, I have a little uh, part in it. I think, uh, I, I think I have a written uh, judgment for uh, what's going on. He's got some celebrity judges like Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho and everything. And he's been working on it for a while. He's been on this show before. We just want to give a shout-out to Jamie Stangroom in this documentary. Look for it, uh, I believe, September 25th. That's fun. That's yeah. a fun documentary. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you have an idea on who did it? I don't, but that's what makes Star Wars so awesome that yeah. because that's all we had for so long, we're like trying to find the actor who bumped his head on the door <laughs> that didn't go up all the way. How I, I remember when it was a fun thing to discover. Like I remember yes. the first time someone showed me, and he's just like, "Watch this." Yes, and then it's like, "Boom!" I was like, "Whoa!" I, I had heard about it. Yeah, and this was—I did not hear about it in the '80s. Like I heard about no, it. No, like, mine was nineties. Mine was nineties yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and when see, I mean, I'd seen that thing so many times, it. and it was like, "Did you hear?" And I was like, "That's that—that's yeah. impossible. Yeah. That's impossible." And then you go watch it on your VHS <laughs> yeah. tape, and. Because they didn't end the bump until what special edition? Special edition, right? yeah. clunk yeah. that, and then the uh, I enjoy the uh, close the blast doors, open the blast doors, that, mm-hmm. that kind of edition. Because George has some fun with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Now we're going to move over, and it's time to talk to you guys and how we did it. You send out the tweets. You hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Our producer Mark, the Yodiest of Rileys, goes through it, and he picks something that you guys have asked. What do we got? All right, let's start with this one, uh, picking up a little bit on the conversation we had last week. Uh, Jono at JonoVDB writes, Hey, Ben Solo is redeemed. Back to the light side, which we talked about last week. The Ben uh-huh. Demption is strong out there. Is Chewbacca going to let him live after killing Han Solo? Uncle Chewie, bounce that kid on his knee. Yeah, I think Shot he, him in the hip. I think he would because I think that Chewie was also acting in, uh, in anger. Yeah. When that went down, because he's just in his head. That, that's not the kid. It's yeah. too far gone. Boom. Uh, you know, I don't care who you are. That's Han Solo. Uh, but you know, with some time, I don't. Chewie would probably be able to. I mean, he, look, he felt bad for eating the pork. <laughs> it's a calmer Chewie. Chewie lets him live. Chewie, hundred percent lets yeah, him live. Uh, if you've ever seen those, like Calvin and Hobbes, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, you oh, have yeah, to yeah, believe yeah. that <laughs> Chewie will let him live. Yeah. Right. It's also yeah this. Chewbacca in The Last Jedi is not the same tear your arms out of the socket Chewie. Like, he's yeah. softened quite a bit in absolutely. the last four yeah, years. Abso- yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. Well, I think- Lumpy's gone off to college. It- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mala's uh, getting ready to settle down and open yeah. up like a cupcake business. Uh, right. He's calmed down. Well, and also, like, a lot of it depends on Ray. I think I don't think he there's a life that with Ray. Like, it doesn't transfer to Ray, but he has an affinity for Ray. He's protective of Ray and, and kind of her co-pilot in the Falcon, maybe at the times. And I'm saying that continues yeah. in nine, but uh, that's the feel you got from A. No, I think uh, if she's like, he's all right or that, you know. But right. there's no way we're going to see him kill him or try to kill him in the movie. No. We'll try to kill him maybe. I don't know. Nah, I don't think so. What's next? All right. Patrick Williams, P.W. Willia. Uh, do you think we'll ever see a limited series from the point of view of the Empire after a TIE fighter squadron or a character like Ray Sloan? Love the new show. Or love the show. Why did I say, why did I say new? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, love the show. Um, what do you think? Because we got the TIE fighter comic series out. I think it's certainly a possibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the easy answer, or the lame answer, I think, is anything's possible. But they have had success when they start to look into the other mediums, uh, whether it's Rebels showing, you know, someone like um, uh, David Oyelowo. What's, uh, what's the, I always mess up the character's name. 
Callis. Thank you. Yes. Someone like Callis, or uh, you look at Claudia Gray's novels. You look at there's ways to do it, and it's someone like a Ray Sloan, like you said. Um, they it would be interesting to watch that side. I also think that it's very possible that you see that side in the Cassian Andor series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You kind of got a taste of it in the solo movie, right? So if you kind of took that same idea and expanded right. on that, I think that could be really cool. Or maybe the maybe the the angle is like Biggs, Darklighter, or Tank, uh, right? You bring it back to a line from the original trilogy, and you follow one of those characters who used to be Luke's friend who went off to the Academy. See it from the inside. I yeah. like that idea. And it would lead up until when Ezra met them in, in Rebels yeah. or something. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's next? Uh, we got uh, Garth. Well, Hart- can't wait. Let's go back yeah. to you. Would you want to see that? I mean, that's right up your alley. Yeah. No, it is. I love. I love the Empire because they have the, they have cooler toys. But I don't. You got. It's a fine line to walk. Let's not forget they are bad. Um, for every Bodhi Rook, there's people knowing what they're doing. Right. So you have to dance that line. But uh, it could be interesting. I, I'm definitely interested in like a Ray Sloan in the Unknown Regions story but i i don't think we're, i'm not i'm not anticipating that showing up on any screen anytime soon unfortunately um so it, it's possible what you're saying you know I, I, battlefront 2 uh was pitched as you're playing a character in the empire inferno squad and right. and very quick probably against the video game writer's intentions uh it, it she switched very quickly uh and it became that so i think that's the way to do it yeah Otherwise, again, it's a fine, careful line to right. walk. All right, what's next? Uh, Garth Harkness McMurray with the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming up. I was wondering if you think they might ever do a live-action version of the final duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul that they showed in Rebels TV series season three, right? Uh, yeah, my quick answer is no. You? I think the answer would also be no. They don't seem to repeat things that happen yeah. in animated, but I don't know if... If uh, Filoni will be involved at all in this particular series, I don't. I haven't heard that he would. But the other thing is that this this series takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Um, that battle doesn't happen for another what seven years after that. So it depends yeah. on how long they are going to do the series. Is it a limited series? Is it two seasons? Is it three seasons? If it if it branches out, that it starts to be one, two, three, four, it's possible. Right. It's possible that they could do it, but I just don't want them to change anything. They'd have to redo yeah, yeah. the scene, but just do it live action. What do you think? I I don't think they'll do it, and I don't want to see it. Yeah, it was yeah. done perfectly already. Yeah. Like I don't need to see flesh and blood yeah. do it. Yeah. I've already seen it done artistically and, and exactly the way it should be. I don't need to see it again. And you'll yeah. know what's coming. Yeah. And you'll know what's yeah. coming, Ken. Yeah, no, that's that's a beautiful moment. It, it's a near-perfect moment in Star Wars. It's... Uh, you know we're obsessed with ranking things, but it's like my second favorite lightsaber fight, just because of what it means and the lessons there. And Whitworth and Stanton just brought it, brought their A game for that. So yeah, I, I'm good with that. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, you know, maybe in a Disney Plus What If series, we keep talking about that kind yeah. of imagination stuff. So uh, no, we'll do one more. All right, Matthias Palaco. I like this one here, Matthias. Uh, the prophecy of the chosen one was never really referenced again. Do you think it's it is mentioned in the old books that Ray took with her? And do you think we'll see anything else about it, whether in episode nine or other movies? So really like this one. Claudia Gray's master and apprentice goes into this. Dooku uh, Jedi Lost goes into us a bit. Just prophecies in general. It's important. George believes, uh, and that carries a lot of weight, that Anakin is the answer. But you got to imagine Ray might be familiar with it at some point. Yeah. I don't think they're going to bring up the Chosen One. I think it's kind of a thing that is 
gone. Um, and maybe they even said that the Jedi were wrong about it. And they don't even pay attention to it. I don't think it's brought up not a once. Uh, I would like it to be. I would like it to all tie in. I hope because there was rumors. Kind of thing you said it popped up on Reddit at one point that they said that JJ was going to connect one through nine. Mm. I think there'll be references and things that happen, but I don't think it's going to be a full tie in the way that everybody thinks it it's will be. It's not a checklist of no. Things I don't think it will be. Um, but I, and I don't think that the chosen one will pop up. But I won't be sad if it does. How do you feel about JJ? I don't think they're going to purposefully reference it. I think yeah. if it does, it's because we get that surprise cameo from Hayden Christensen and it's said in passing, but I don't think it's going to be directly addressed or a plot point in episode nine. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be neat, but I don't, I would not bet on it. What do you think? I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, not that it doesn't matter, but uh, it's wrapped up. Uh, I think she could be aware of it, but it, it just wouldn't necessarily work for me, well, again, I have no idea what nine's going to be about. But if, if the story's flowing and she's like, oh, but what about the prophecy of the chosen one? And and if 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 it was revealed that she was now the chosen one or something, and the prophecy transfers, I wouldn't necessarily want it's that. It's a lot to put in. It's a, a movie. lot. It's exactly. It's just a lot. Even if it's there, it's a lot to dump into a movie. Yeah. And is it a cheat if she turns out to be that kind of mishmash of all the right? Yeah, you yeah. know, Luke, Anakin, all these things that he put into this, you know, petri dish, whatever. Yeah. Is that a cheat that she is? part of the chosen one i guess yeah. so I but mean, again I th- big concept there. i think the chosen one prophecy ended it with return of the jedi if yeah. palpatine is back and he's a clone or he found a way to cheat death or whatever the case is like anakin still brought balance to the force he yeah. still fulfilled that prophecy and yeah. that's done like i don't think I you agree. need to re- go back to it i agree, I agree. maybe it's time yeah. for a new prophecy right it did well because yeah and the prophecy was that the chosen one was going to destroy the sith yeah right the Sith, as they were, have been destroyed. Yeah. The Sith. So yeah. that's a good point, but you see. All right. Thank you guys very much for joining us here today. And where can they find, if they want to come and check out uh, Scum and Villainy, what do they do? What are, can they do? Uh, we're open 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. every night, uh, Monday through Sunday, uh, just right on Hollywood Boulevard uh, between Vine and Coenga. Is yeah. there a website or? Uh, uh, Scum and Villainy Cantina.com or Facebook dot com slash scum and villainy cantina we're more active on facebook okay. and uh twitter and instagram awesome yeah i highly recommend it. a lot of people if you're coming in town uh, uh you know you want to get your star wars fan or just a nerd fan overall a lot of fandoms pop on by uh i i'm i am uh, an actual customer who goes there all the time so uh that is good um what are you, you doing what do, what's up what next? am i doing what, what am i doing? doing what are you doing right now yeah uh, you know uh, i'm writing baseball now uh, you got my book why we love star wars check it out audio version is out with my voice singing you to sleep there i'm writing baseball for flag sports doing a weekly baseball column refinding my passion for the sport i love and you can go to kennapsuck.com for information on everything including comedy in washington dc in november uh one more reminder to go to heroesvillains.com put in the code jedi 15 for 15 percent off of the purchases and also make sure you go on over to the schmodownlive.com we're going to be in orlando on october 19th with an opportunity for you if you have a ticket that you can get flown out to Los Angeles and compete in a Schmodown next year if you're part of that Fatal Four and you win it. So get on over there. Get your tickets. You're anywhere near it. This is your shot to be in the Schmodown. And who knows? Maybe one day you'll compete against Ken Knapsack in the Star Wars division. But we will see you guys next Thursday. May the Force be with you. Always.
Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.